0: Hey, I want you to join me in welcoming Mr. TJ Vote to the stage as he shares his story with us this morning. So here at Christ Community, if, uh, if you're new with us, one of the things that we uh, include in our worship together is the stories of what God has done in our lives and what he's doing in our lives, and it's a good reminder uh, for all of us of the power that God has to shape us and mold us and turn us into the creations that he wants us to be. And um, and so TJ comes. He's going to share a little bit with us this morning. TJ and I uh, first met. We first bonded over a Campbellsville University shirt. uh, Shout out, Fighting Tigers! And so uh, TJ, I'll let you tell us a little bit more about you, your family, and and how you ended up at Christ Community.
1: Sure. So um, I moved. I moved here with my family when I was in fifth grade in uh, '87. Um, My as my dad says, he took a short term assignment to Louisville, Kentucky. Um, with UPS, um, that short-term assignment uh, turned in thirty plus years, and uh, we're still here. Um, my parents still live in the same house. Um, they're not moving because my sister lives right across the street. so kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like a everybody loves Raymond type thing in that neighborhood. And um, you know, so we moved we moved to Louisville and didn't know a single soul. Um, it was really hard. I I just uh, the previous year in fourth grade, I had just my parents had just moved us to a to a new school. Um, my sister and I we started going to a Christian school, so I started meeting all new friends. Um, some of them I knew from church, some of them I didn't. Um, so that was that was a hard transition. And then during the summer, I'm you know looking forward to my fifth grade year in this new school. And my my mom and dad spring on us, hey, uh, we're we're gonna move to Louisville, Kentucky. And um, I remember I think my first question to them was. Do they have tornadoes there? Huh. Um, and it was just because we had a tornado warning like a week prior. And um, and they were like, I don't know, just same as here.
0: <laughs> okay. The hope of no, t- no tornadoes. Yes. <laughs>
1: I don't even know why I asked that question. Um, so we moved. Um, we moved faithfully. Um, started attending a church, um, church in Lowell, um, very large church. And uh, I was actually there for, for 28 years. You know learned a lot um, always always been in church it's it's just been something that i guess my parents instilled on me that sundays Sundays is what you do you go to church um, I, even even in high school i remember um, like losing a job because i told them i i can't work on sundays before one is what i told them i said i i have a commitment and i have to go to church and ended up losing the job because they weren't very happy with me and i I didn't really care my mom was more like thrilled that I took this conviction <laughs> on them you know at work but um, I said okay that's fine I find another job and um, you know went went to Campbell's University um, went there I was on the five-year plan so um, I'm not a doctor <laughs> or nothing but um, I met my wife there um, actually a crazy story about how I met my wife uh, we were we had some mutual friends. She's probably gonna kill me for telling this story. Um, but we had some mutual friends, and um, I took an astronomy class. And I took astronomy class because of two reasons. Um, it was easier than chemistry, and uh, will well, the chicks dig the stars? So that was that was my theory on taking this. Well, but, um, sh- yes. <laughs> I met my wife in that class. <laughs> um, I, I w- I'll spare the details of, of that. She'll, she'll probably appreciate that. But um, so where I met Blake, um, we, uh, we were part of the, the redistrict that happened um, with our kids. And uh, we were at Southside going through an open house. Blake was actually um, volunteering. I think you were serving hot dogs at that one. One, something. sure. And um, I was wearing my Campbellsville University alumni shirt. And Blake said, hey, I went there. We started talking, and I asked him, you know, the question that you ask. Well, what do you do? And he says, Well, I'm, 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 I'm the minister at um, Christ Community Church. And I said, Oh, so me always wanting to make a connection with everything. I said, Huh? So you probably took theology classes there, I assume, since you're a minister. And I mentioned how my wife's um, uncle is the dean of theology there. So we immediately created that connection right there and started talking and. I think it was about probably probably about five months later um, my wife and i decided i i think we're gonna I, I think we're being led to move churches to where we are a church that i had went for 28 years So i was very very comfortable there and we felt that we were led um, so we we walked in the door um, i remember it was right before christmas december of 2015 um, and Eric Allen was the one that actually greeted me. I wrote him an email today thanking him for that and just out of the blue. And um, I, I remember the the warm welcome that Eric gave me right away. That right when we walked in, he said, hey, welcome. And we we just said, hey, it's our first time. We weren't sure, like, where'd our kids go and stuff like that. And um, he was very welcoming to us. He introduced us right to Blake, which when Blake and I saw each other, we went, yeah, we've met. <laughs> Like that, so it was um, it was kind of the the start of our journey here here at Christ Community.
0: Yeah. So um, to fast forward through some of the, the things that God has done and used you in, He He used your family in a huge way to help plant Christ Community Church at Midland, mm-hmm. and um, and He's done a lot in you through youth ministry and different things. And um, as much as you know, Christ has been a part of your life, church has been a part of your life. He's used you. Uh, there's been some hard things, too, and, and Christmas christmas is a season where we talk a lot about anticipating the arrival of a baby, right? Um, the baby Jesus, and uh, sometimes waiting is hard, and you and Mel can really empathize with the pain in, in waiting and yeah. doing that. So, would you share a little bit about your journey uh, through infertility and sure. and then the hope that you found in adoption?
1: Sure. So, so Mel and I had been married. Um, we it's actually last September. It was 17 years we've been married. Um, mm-hmm. Probably about mm, two years into, into the marriage, we decided we're going to start try to have a kid. Is what we decided on, and it was it was a thing that we were really really excited. Um, we just we just had a niece. Um, my sister was pregnant with a with another with another girl. Um, mm-hmm. I have a total of six nieces and one nephew. So. Poor
0: guy. I know. I'm talking about the nephew, <laughs> he is, <laughs> he,
1: he is, because he's got three sisters. And um, but uh, you know, we it was months went by, years went by, still nothing. Um, you know, Mel went to the doctor. Um, everything, everything seemed fine. Mm-hmm. Everything seemed fine with her, and I, I knew that it was it was my turn. It was my turn to go to the doctor, which I didn't want to. I didn't want to come to the realization that it was it was my fault. Like my fault is the reason why we were going through this infertility. And um, you know, finally, I I caved. I went to the doctor. You know, got checked out, and um, doctor came back and said, "Yeah, you're um, like you're you're the problem." Uh, he didn't really say that. I'm not going to get into the details in church. <laughs> what he said, but um, you know, he he told me that, and and really the. It, w- it was so hard it was mm. so hard for me um because was a, the role of the the way i looked at it the role of the male of the of the relationship was i'm gonna fix things mm. and um you know i i always said why why couldn't it have been a hole in the wall i could put some spackle on that mm. and fix it uh, but this was something that that i couldn't fix and there were so many times that i i remember driving home from work just bawling in tears um you know, thinking, thinking about you know what, you know what, what I could do to fix it, or what ifs, and thinking about all that. You know, and, and Mel and I decided to go through infertility treatments. Um, we went through, we went through five different treatments, and they were all unsuccessful. Um, Mel had a good support system. She had, um, she met a lot of good friends um, that they were able to going through the same thing. They were able to talk about. Um, you know, I'll be honest, guys don't really do that. <laughs> mm. We don't, don't want to talk about stuff like that. Um, so the sports system was was me. Um, you know, I would try to talk to Mel, but I felt guilty. I felt guilty because, you know, the depression that she was going through. This was my fault. This was this was all my fault. You know, and I I would pray to God asking, why, why can't why can't you why can't there be just a little kid? Why can't we have something? all this and um we went it was it was the fall of of 2008 and um, we had our last infertility treatment and we decided we were going to take both a mental and financial break because it's not cheap and um at that time we had met we'd met the kids we ended up adopting um Mm. during during that period during Mm. that period of rest um, it was Thanksgiving. Um, my wife's cousins they brought they brought their cousins that their mom had custody of to Thanksgiving at my in-laws, and um, we we met these two little kids. We met this and this this little rambunctious boy and this deaf redhead. She she was she is deaf, so <laughs> I don't mean that to be mean, but um, and and I didn't know I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what it meant at the time. Um, when we met them, I just kind of was like, who's these kids that are running around the house? Um, and why doesn't this girl listen to me? <laughs> 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 didn't know. Um, and what happened out of that was my wife um, ended up creating a relationship with the aunt at the time. Um, it was an ex-aunt, so she wasn't even in a relationship to the aunt. Um, and um, we started watching the kids every weekend. So the aunt herself had seven kids of her own, and then she had these other two, so a total of nine. So we just ended up helping them. Um, Little did we know what it would turn into. Um, It turned into a year later, um, we took Kaylin on full time. Um, She had had a surgery to have the cochlear implant put in, so she wasn't completely deaf anymore. You know, so we we had to deal with that. Um, It was definitely a a special needs situation. Um, We were still getting Dalton every weekend. A year after that, Dalton came into our house full time. Um, We went through many court battles trying to get them. um, And um, finally, we adopted them. It was December sixteenth, two 2014 is when we adopted them. Um, When I I came up here to, to dedicate them, um, you know, usually there's like little babies and stuff, and here we got these two kids that you know wipe their own butt and stuff. So, uh,
0: <laughs> praise God. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs>
1: and uh, so, that was that was such a special moment um, for us, particularly. You know, just being able to do that. And I remember when when I was younger, or when when the kids were younger, I would tell them I would tell them a story when we pray before, right before bed and. I would tell him how mom and I would pray and pray. We'd pray for that little baby, and God kept telling us no, no. That's what he kept saying, no. And um, didn't really realize that at the time. You know, what God was telling us, though, was he was telling us that you got you got two little kids you got to look after is um, is what is what I got for you. Mm-hmm. Um, God never told us it was going to be easy, Um uh, adoption is very rewarding, but it is very, um, it can be very hard also. Um, just dealing with um, different, different trauma that's happened in their life and things like that um, can be very hard, and, and it has. Um, I know that anybody in, in, in here that, that have adopted can, can fully relate, relate to that, um, that it's not all roses. But it's been a blessing. Um, I found myself, and, and this was one of the things I, I emailed to Eric. This, this week is I really appreciated his sermon a couple of weeks ago and it really resonated with me mainly because he, he had talked about um, thanking God for everything, for all the goods and all the bads and you know one, one thing that one thing that I do if I'm going in for a job interview is I, I bow my head and I pray you know usually in my car right before it and, and usually it's the same prayer, give me the words, help me be <laughs> the person. Um, this time I felt my I felt myself like praying to God, saying, "Thank you," and I was thanking him for all of the madness in my life, mm. and and the different things I was going through, the the things from um, getting getting a call from the school that said your son did this, getting a call from the school that said your daughter did this, um, and I was thanking him, I was thanking God for those things, mm. which. Sounded insane when they were coming out of my mouth saying that in the car, and um, but I was, I was very, I was very thankful for those moments. I was thankful that that God, God blessed me with, with being their dad.
0: It's mm, awesome. Well, TJ, I um, I want to take a, a moment to just pray with you as we continue in worship. But um, it's amazing to me, and I feel like this is kind of the, the part of the story you're still living, and you may not be able to to see it even as clearly as some of others of us see it, but. You're going through even more hard times now, uh, but you are an incredible person of hope. And uh, to see how God has used your story uh, to turn you into a beacon of hope, to know what it is to be grateful and to hope in the Lord and not hope in other things, um, it's a it's a living testimony. It's a story that encourages me and, and I think many others. And, um, and so... Thank you for living your story and for allowing God to to stay at the center of it. So, um, would you stand with me? We're gonna we're gonna sing after this. I want to pray for TJ and for Mel, for the kids, for our time together. <sighs> Father, you are so good. Uh, you're never you're never in a hurry, but you always offer us hope. And I'm thankful for the story that uh, you are writing in T.J. and Mel's life. Um, God, you've brought them through so much. And um, and yet they cling to you and they cling to one another. And you use them and their family as a shining light uh, for the gospel, for the good news of Jesus. And um, I have no doubt, Father, that you will continue to use their story to inspire others to to seek out the Lord a little more. Man, if they've got hope and joy and gratitude in light of everything that they're facing, how does that happen, Father? And we know that the answer is because of your son, Jesus, the expectation that comes with him coming into our world as God in the flesh. So thank you, Father, not only for TJML, but most of all for your son, Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen.